over there. They're not your friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... for the Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. Underway here on this Wednesday as we slide over the hump together. Hope you're doing well wherever you might be. Former five-star recruit Brian Antoine will be in studio with us. Talk some Radford hoops coming up at 835. But now, leading off our third hour, it is time for Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Time for the Roth Report, presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you doing, my man? Good morning. It's nice to be with you today. How's you everything? Well. Doing okay, man. I hope you are. hope you are. We've got our classes. Our, we're in our third week with our SMA students at Tech. We've got our, our home opener this week in football. We've got... Uh, crazy things happening around the ACC yeah it's a there's a lot a lot to talk about <laughs> a whole lot to talk about well we'll begin where you were on a Friday night and uh, by the way sounded great just had to sit back nostalgically and listen to you and uh, Mike it's, it's just wonderful to have you I wish there. the result would have been different. I know, but, you know I we know. can't control that for the booth yeah that was not the opener and that was not the way the team played that we had expected it's the elevators didn't operate the way we expected the <laughs> locker room security wasn't what we expected right uh, there were a lot of things that were um <laughs> unexpected and disappointingly surprising you know the bottom line is this is as poorly as tech play they could have won the game mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to win a game when you commit five turnovers and have 15 penalties for well over 100 yards which is a what that last time that happened was in the 80s. So that's a once a generational kind of thing. But you're not going to beat Old Dominion with five turnovers and 15 penalties. No. In fact, Rick, you're not going to beat Old McDonald <laughs> on his farm <laughs> with five turnovers and 15 penalties, right? So you got to clean that up. And they went in on Sunday. They practiced Sunday and they went out and they, they went through all the mistakes they, they felt they made. There were other things too. You know, they let a lot of punts drop that rolled, 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 mm-hmm. and that cost them field position in the old hidden yardage game. Um, you know, I think the lack of depth 
well, you, you got a couple of guys out on defense, and then in the fourth quarter, I thought particularly in the defensive backfield, that was an issue. So we talked a lot about you can't get guys hurt. Caleb Smith gets hurt at receiver. You're down a couple of running backs, and you see what happens. Although King played really well at running back, but they don't have much of a margin for error. They have to win in the margins, and they're, they're going to have to play better Saturday to beat BC. And uh, I liked uh, the encouragement that uh, Coach Pry had for Grant Wells. He said only about two of those picks were on him, and it's just one of those things. I expect him to play better as well. You know, it's funny, though, things that can happen in an opener in your first game. I don't know if you watch the Notre the, – uh, that's just instinctive Notre Dame-Brian Kelly. If you watch the LSU-Florida mm-hmm. State game, and they interviewed Kelly at halftime, and he said, I've never had a team play worse. You, your first time going through it, all these things are <laughs> yeah. happening – and even though he coached before, it was his first time at LSU, and they had issues with a field goal being blocked, and then, and then at the end of the game, an extra point being blocked. I mean, weird things happen in a first game. Um, unfortunately for the Hokies, they couldn't get that stop on fourth down because they, they had the game won. ODU's going for it on fourth down on the final drive of the game. They haven't stopped. But again, and the guys got a little tired there at the end, and that goes back to depth. Yeah, no doubt, and Coach probably talked about that, and they'll play much better on Saturday in front of the home folks. I know they will. I know they will. Um, that, of course, a game against a group of five team on the road, much like Carolina and App State, which may be may end up being the wildest game of the entire season. ACC playing these games against the groups of five on the road. Why do you think that's happening? Well, there were a lot of people saying why, you know, more ACC teams played on the road against the group of five this past weekend than the SEC will all this year. Wow. And all of next year. Yeah. So people were asking, you know, why is that happening? It looks bad for the league. Well, I don't think it looks bad for one thing. Uh, but the reason is economics, that they have bigger stadiums in that league. And so, for, for example, Kent State plays Oklahoma, right? Their guarantee is a million five. Mm-hmm. And then they're going down to play Georgia – and, and their guarantee is a million eight. That means that's how much money those teams are paying Kent State right. to play a game. And, well, if you have, do the math, if you have a 100,000-seat stadium and you're charging 120 grand or 120 bucks a ticket, you're, you know, t- I'll take away the student tickets. You're still, you're still grossing nine million bucks? Yeah, right. Ten, right. Right, depending on how you do your – some schools sell their student tickets, right? Sure. Texas A&M sold 37,000 student tickets, and they have 111,000 seats to sell. So so you can pay the other team $2 million to play a game, Mm -hmm. okay? So that's what the cost is. Why would Kent State come to Blacksburg for a third of that Mm -hmm. or a quarter of that? They're trying to fund their athletic program too, and that's not a negative to any ACC team. It just – you know how big Lane Stadium is. You know that there's 16,000 student tickets, right? So do the math. I mean, and, and Tech's tickets aren't sold out at 120 or $150 a game like Georgia's might be. So you have way, way more money to play with, and thus you can pay. Yeah, we'll pay Kent State a million eight to come. And, and, and that's why that's happening. NC State had to go on the road to East Carolina. North Carolina had to go to App State. It's, 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 it's not unusual to see it. But it has nothing to do with stature or ego. No, it's no. it's money. It's it's and and it doesn't do any good to throw a million seven at a MAC team to come to Lane Stadium. You would, everyone would say that would not be smart 
financial decisions. So what you try to do, what you try to do, and it's scheduling college football is so hard. It's so hard. But what you try to do is give your team a chance to win, but you also have a fiscal responsibility. And I don't know that our fans would get fired up to see Kent State. You tell me. Well, no. I mean, it's going to be that atmosphere like when a Wofford comes to town. You know, you're right. It's, the fans, they don't want to see games like that in Lane State. So why would you pay them over a million dollars <laughs> yeah, to, to come, come to in? Yeah, to come in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, you'd like to get to the point where it didn't matter who you played, right, and that you'd sell out. And that's that's where Oklahoma is. And that's where Georgia is. It doesn't matter. They're yeah, gonna, yeah. They're going to get 108,000 people there for every game. Well, I think you hit it on the head too. And I saw so many guys on TV talking about it was a bad look. I'm like, I like it. I don't, I don't understand why they would say it was a bad. I think it's great to have teams that are willing to to do that. And you're right, it's financial, but it's so cool to see Carolina at App State and NC State in Greenville. Well, unless you're the visiting team that gets beat, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that's yeah right. I mean, that's right. I remember a few years ago, and, and and I know it's different, and every every sport is different, but. A few years ago, Kentucky and the NIT had to play Robert Morris on the road in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it was an amazing atmosphere. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. People say Virginia Tech shouldn't be playing Old Dominion on the road. I must have heard that 20 times this week. Mm-hmm. Or Virginia Tech shouldn't be playing Liberty on the road. I've, I've heard that, okay? If you believe that, if you believe that, then you're also believing that it shouldn't matter that Virginia Tech should be able to win that game regardless of where it is. Right? Yeah. That's the, if Virginia yeah. Tech's at the level where it shouldn't have to play or need to play a road game, then it shouldn't matter. <laughs> right? North Carolina went to UNC Wilmington last year in men's basketball, right? They do that all – and they go in, they win by 30. <laughs> Just go and win, and then it doesn't matter. So, look, as a coach, I'd rather play all my games at home, and I get it. And people say, well, the Tech has nothing to gain by beating Old Dominion. Well, I, I disagree. They'd be 1-0. So, you know, the, the schedule is what it is, and there's financial reasons why athletic directors – and, again, it's really hard. It's really hard. Believe me, if, if, if bar, SEC schools that border Virginia, which would be, what, South Carolina or Tennessee or Kentucky, if, if they wanted to play a home-and-home, home, it would have already happened. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're exactly Okay, right. it's not happening. Hokies are going to play South Carolina down in Georgia in a few years in that Chick-fil-A game. Uh, but, but but West Virginia's on the schedule. That's a great home and home. You know, we've got uh, Purdue. We've got Big Ten teams on there. We've got uh, Rutgers is on there. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think the non-conference schedule is pretty big. But you can't you can't complain about the old Dominion game, and then not praise the West Virginia series. So I think it's a I think it's just really hard to schedule. But you got to win the game regardless of where it is. That's my point. Quick take on BC coming to town. They all stir opener as well at home. Yeah, it's a different offensive line than they've had. It, it looks like a different BC team to me, their inability to run the ball. I don't think I've ever seen that or said that about a Boston College team. Right. Uh, but they got their big quarterback, Dracovic, back, and, and they've got – they're kind of in a similar situation as Tech. They lost at home to Rutgers. They they, they don't want to be 0-2. Um, you know, the Hokies really dominated BC in the Big East, um, but it's been really 50-50 in the ACC. Um except for those two ACC championship games, which the Hokies beat them twice. I think that uh, it's going to be a really exciting atmosphere there on Saturday, and I've got my fingers crossed the rain holds out. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. More with Bill. He'll get us updated on what's going on with the SMA. We'll also get Bill's Game of the Week. Always good stuff. And then... 
Bill's Top 3, brought to you by New River Valley Heart Clinic. All that's coming up with Bill Roth as we roll along here on this just absolutely glorious Wednesday. More coming up. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. VT.com. The Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors wishes you the very best of the fall season. Cooler weather, fall colors, and football. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda are giving away two tickets to the Thursday night football game of Virginia Tech versus West Virginia. Nothing is better than football at night at Lane Stadium. Ticket giveaway will be Wednesday, September the 21st, during the Roth Report. Listen each morning to Big Dog Sports Talk for more details. The Louise Baker team says, Go Hokies! From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. The Roth Report rolls along here on this Wednesday. What is going on week three of the SMA? we got a really good, uh, in my opinion, exciting class today. And I only say that because I think our students will really like it. Number one, we're going to take a deep dive into Greg Norman and, and the Live Golf Tour. We've done something on Greg Norman every year, going back to his playing career and then getting into magazines and videos and his uh, investment fund that he helped create and then his wine and, and his apparel line and that kind of thing and how he's turned his pro golf career through the media now into being an incredible businessman. And we're going to take a dive into how he does it and, and how he's done it because it's really fascinating to see how he's made more in his post-golf career than he ever made as a golfer, uh, the great, great white shark. And then at the end of class today, this is in our intro to sports media class, we're going to go back and watch how the whole Urban Meyer uh, situation dissolved at the end at Ohio State. We're going to go back. We have video of him at the, the Big Ten Media Day and then in his press conferences and how it all went and how the media covered it. And it's funny to look back on it now from 30,000 feet. With You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. We, we can see how the media covered it and, and how Ohio State tried to protect itself and then finally did um, obviously part ways with Coach Meyer back then, even though they had won a national championship and he was incredibly popular. Yeah, it's good stuff, and you know it's good to see that side of the coverage of things, right? And how uh, an incident that's not necessarily positive, and how it's portrayed. Well, most of the stuff we do is positive, but it's just it, you look at it objectively. Sure. Later in the semester, yeah. we're going to actually look at the Manti Teo thing again as well. Like, how did it happen? You know, that was that's a long time ago. These kids, they're hearing about it for the first time. 
So it's 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 just interesting uh, to look back on it now. Now that you know how the story ends up, it's neat to go back to see how the media covered it. That's all. All right, the uh, game of the week. We got the National Football League Week One. Of course, uh, your buddy Mike Tarico will have the call tomorrow night on NBC. I mean, a lot of fun stuff with Week One of the NFL. So I'm torn. I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker. Okay. Our game of the week, presented by the Baker team. By yes. the way, we're going to. I guess you heard Louise a minute ago. We're going to give away some tickets to the WVU game. Yes, that's very exciting. Yeah, people are going to be all over those. Yeah. Uh, Bucks at Dallas, Tampa Bay at Dallas. Tom Brady back. Mm-hmm. Big game or last year, yeah. Broncos Seahawks uh, on Monday Night Football. My beloved Broncos, Russell Wilson. Yeah, going back to Seattle. What do you think? Well, from a national perspective, it'll be the Bucks game, right? The Bucks Cowboys game. We'll get the big. Mm-hmm. We'll get the big view. I but, think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a great story. I mean, I don't see how Russ is kind of playing it down. But come on, he's going to have to be uh, very emotional, right? Walking into that scene. Virginia native from Richmond. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to go with? Let's go. Let's go with Tampa Bay. At Dallas. Yeah, I think it's probably the bigger. Tampa the Bay at Dallas is our Baker <laughs> team game of the week in Week One of the National Football League. I don't know. I mean, the Steelers uh, play the Bengals. That could be an interesting game oh, too. Always. Cincinnati had such a great season. It's a good rivalry. Steelers have a new quarterback. There's so much hype in Cincinnati. It wouldn't shock me if Pittsburgh gets an upset on I know. Week One. I you know. know? Well, it's it's so much fun, and Tom Brady. I hope he's okay. He he, you know, that was an interesting press conference after his eleven days away. All right, I hope he's okay. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And of course, Dallas being Dallas, that'll have huge ratings once again. That's why it's back. On Always there. does. Yeah, that's why it's back on there. Right. All right. So good stuff. Our uh, Baker team game of the week: uh, the Bucks and the Cowboys. I think that's a terrific choice. All right. Time now for Bills top three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. I love these, especially when I'm kept in the dark and I don't know which way you're going. Oh, our bowl of clam chowder is down to the final couple of (laughs) sips, Rick. Our annual game with Boston College is about to go away. The ACC does away with divisions and the Hokies' permanent crossover. The Boston College Golden Eagles will no longer appear on the Hokie schedule annually. Darn. And it has, going back to the Big East days, mm-hmm. as you recall. Yeah. So as the teams prepare to meet Saturday night in primetime at a soggy lane stadium, I thought I would p- provide my three top Virginia Tech Boston College games. Oh, this is good. I like this. From our perspective. Yeah, sure. We're not putting the Matt Ryan game at lane. <laughs> yeah, we'll ignore that one. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's <laughs> BC's greatest game since the Doug Flutie pass. Yeah, we're not. All right, here are, my, here are my top three. Number one, or number three, we're going in inverse order. Number three, September 17th, 1994. The Hokies are playing BC on the road. Their quarterbacks are out. It's a conference road game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right around this time of year, right? Early in the season, conference game. Coach Beamer says, let's take our free safety, Nick Sorensen, put him at quarterback, and try to win that way. Because Nick played quarterback in high school. Right. Does that sound like a good idea? <laughs> Let's run with that. Hokies 12, BC 7. <laughs> Torian and Gray had a big interception in that game, too. That's number three. Number two, also from the 90s, 1999, November 26, 1999 to be specific, the Hokies undefeated playing Boston College in the final game of the regular season, and they beat BC 38-14. 
to finish the season undefeated. The, ta- the uh, team clinches the Sugar Bowl. Coach Beamer stands in the middle of the field after the game and screams, I want to know who's coming to New Orleans. I remember that vividly. Yes, I do. November 26, 1999. It's a good call. That was, that was so big. There's so much pressure on them in that game, right? And they just handled business, you know, like it was no big deal. And number one on the list, number one on the list, goes back to 2007. That was the year that Ryan won at Lane. And the Hokies played them a few weeks later in a revenge game. Right. With the Orange Bowl on the line in the ACC championship game. And the Hokies won 30-16. to 16. Okay. Uh, the way that game ended... Um, the Hokies were up 23-16, but BC had the ball mm-hmm. and was driving with Matt Ryan again, right? So you're thinking, here we go again. Right? Are you nervous just hearing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here comes BC, okay. Xavier Adibi intercepts Matt Ryan and runs it all the way to the end zone for a touchdown to end the game and sends the Hokies to the Orange Bowl. Revenge, sweet revenge on Matt Ryan and the Eagles. At uh, Jacksonville. At that point, I think it was called Altel Stadium or it wasn't. The name, it's, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds right. That That's what it was right. called then. Yeah, right. Yeah. It wasn't the Gator Bowl. It was the, the, the site of where the Gator Bowl used to be, the, the Gator Bowl Stadium. But So that's number one. So we've had some really – Exciting games with BC. I was talking with Mark Herslick at our ESPN seminar a few weeks ago, and he says, man, I never played in a louder stadium than Lane Stadium. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hasselbeck is going to do color with Dave O'Brien on Saturday night. Uh, But, you know, a lot of those guys from BC end up doing broadcast work, it seems like, right? Yeah, you're right. They're all Flutie or or Herslick or Hasselbeck or, you know, they – and uh, and they all they, they all say the same thing. They say, "Oh, you're from Virginia Tech. Dang, that place was hard to play. It was loud." So we need that again Saturday night from Virginia Tech's fans uh, for the home opener for Brent Price first game. That'll be Saturday night, eight o'clock. Yeah, and you know it's amazing since that's going to be going away. How many fans are glad they got a little tired of seeing BC on the schedule for whatever reason? Interesting. Well, you know you're going to see more of Clemson, Florida State, NC State, Louisville. And Wake, yeah. you're going to see other teams from that division. You're going to see more of them and less of BC and less of Miami. Yeah, that's that's the trade off. Yeah, I don't like. Burn up's disappointed that Mike won't have as much clam chowder. I, <laughs> that's true. This is very true. I told him we can work on that. It, <laughs> other than other than New England, where do we get really really good I know. clam chowder? I don't that's think you can. Problem. I don't think you can. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> He'll figure it out, though. That's one thing you guys have, too, going for you right over the years. You'll find the right places. <laughs> we'll come up with something else. Anyway, have a great week. You too, man. You too. Appreciate have a good call. You, All right, man. See thank you. you. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Good stuff from him. We'll take a break. We'll come back here as we roll along in the 8 o'clock power hour. We mentioned our Radford basketball tour continues. Brian Antoine in studio. He may be in here right now. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More coming up. We'll talk to Brian. Send your questions to him. Stay with us as we roll along on a Wednesday.
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. Hire an experienced real estate agent to help you navigate the world of purchasing your property. Dealing with lenders, selecting properties, seeing the inside, making an offer, and all of the details to closing. Let a professional help you with the steps. Louise Baker, Long and Foster Realtors. Contact us at nrvhomeswithans.com. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of of vt.com. 